the second topic that I kind of wanted to get into, this is going to kind of be a curveball for you guys because I didn't really tell you about this before the podcast, but we're going to get into it anyways because I have Dimitri on here. He is the baseball expert, um, and I know he's been following this stuff like uh, everyone else has, but sports teams are in a unique – sports organizations and sports leagues, I should say, are in a unique position. Um, they're in a position to – make changes to the way that they do things their their standard operating procedure they can make changes to that they can do several things they can change the sport forever with how they come out of this coronavirus i mean you think about the nba what are they going to do when they come back they have the potential and the playbook is wide open they can literally do anything that they want to and no one is really going to question them unless it's like completely insane because of this whole coronavirus. So I'll start with you, Dimitri, here. Baseball has been considering, and it's been talked about the past couple days, hey, we're going to send all the players to Arizona. We have enough ballpark to play empty stadiums, a 100-game season. We're going to play it in Arizona, maybe starting in May. Is this something – I don't necessarily like the idea. I like the idea of getting sports back, but I don't know if it's going to work in this way. In your eyes, does this work? And if it does, is it successful for Major League Baseball and both the players and the consumer at home? Well, for the consumer at home and for the MLB overall financially, it would be a it would be a great thing because it would be the first. Uh, to get their to get their their uh, league going again, but let's be honest. Let's think about what they're asking these players to do. They're asking them to leave their families for many months at a time, um, and then all these guys, all these young guys, okay, they're just starting up their lives as as, as families. Uh, I know Mike Trout in particular. His wife is pregnant, and she is going to be due for delivery during the MLB season, the proposed thing. And obviously, he wants to be there. But once you go there, you're, you have to be there. You have to stay there. You have to be in a bubble. I, I mean, the selfish part of me would be all for it. But let's be honest. These people, these players are human beings. And also, it would be so hard. It would be so difficult to actually get like approval from medical experts that actually do this. Um, yeah, Demetri, like, from my point of view, just, like, an outsider in the baseball, I see, like, your commissioner as one of the, like, I would say arguably one of the worst commissioners in, like, professional sports leagues. So I was kind of surprised for him trying to get baseball back into just any type of change because I see him as more of a traditionalist. And I saw, like, um... Dana White from the UFC was trying to buy an island. I think it's just interesting that all these, like, leagues are trying to figure out what to do. And I, I, I would like to see some baseball in Arizona. I think it would be cool, but I don't think it's going to be done. Yeah, yeah. it's just too hard. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. And, you know, you're going to take – you're going gonna to have to take all these players and, and put them up in hotels. Okay, well, what if one of them brings it, right? Then everybody has it. So I, I think – that's a long shot to be playing baseball by May is a long shot in my opinion Um, I mean we just saw today Ball State canceled all on campus events through June 30th so um, to play being played 
playing baseball, I think by mid-June, I think is realistic in terms of timelines when we're looking at this. The idea of playing in Arizona 100-game season, seven-inning doubleheaders, that's, that's fine, but the problem you run into is, is record books, um, throwing a no-hitter in a seven-inning game, does that really count? Uh, different things like that. They, they were talking about other rules, too, that I was like, why don't they just implement it in the regular MLB, um, like miking up players and having robotic umpires to call balls and strikes and all this stuff. Like, why don't they just implement them into the regular MLB? Why does it have to be <laughs> – why do we have to have this special season, so to speak, for them to implement all these – fun rules that I think everyone would enjoy. Well, you have, to, you have to understand that the MLB is under a different, how do I put it? It, it operates differently than the rest of the leagues. They, there's a sense of tradition and sort of honor, I guess. I, wanna, I, I don't know if honor is the right word, but there are certain, there's like a code of ethics that is different in the MLB compared to, let's say, the NBA. Um, goes in with technology you see how the mlb struggles with social media and all that stuff and just just these just these things that they brought up as of late with these new rules are just like you're bucking you're now you're bucking the, the the horse a little bit so to speak and you're operating under a different set of guidelines and unspoken rules that no other sports league in the nation has yeah, and I was kind of like, my like question was like, how would the how would the contracts that they were to do Arizona, or if they can't do something till June, like how are the players' contracts? Are the owners gonna step up and pay them? Like so, so as of right now, the service time is is how you pay players, um, and based on the recent agreements with MLB and the MLBPA. They agreed that 2020 will count as a full year of, of uh, service time. And that's another thing that we brought up on our own show is that, well, if we don't have a season, that means that guys who are on one-year deals are going to be gone. Mookie Betts, who was on his final year of his contract, would have burned his entire one year of his season at Los Angeles Dodgers with the Los Angeles Dodgers without putting a the jersey on at all in a regular season game. So yes, they're gonna pay. They have to play the payers that at least the players will earn service time for. So it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to follow because um, I don't know if the MLB will be the first team to come back. It might be the NBA. I don't know. I think once everything starts to get cleared, when we're talking major sports leagues, um, it's probably going to be the NBA. You mentioned kind of that old tradition with the MLB. Right, the NBA has always been the, the league kind of to stick their neck out and, and reach out and do stuff that really no one else has done. Um, the NFL kind of follows right in their footsteps, and then it's the MLB, it seems like. So I get what you're saying there, Dimitri, with they don't really want to – this innovation is not important to them, so to speak. They want to preserve the game, which I get. Um, I, I like the idea of a seven-inning doubleheader. Is this something that you could see maybe in a couple of years, the MLB looking at it and saying, okay, maybe each team plays two
two plays a, a Saturday doubleheader. They play two of them a season where it is a seven-inning doubleheader, and the fans get a say for both games. Yeah, that works. I, I can see that. It's it just, I will say I was going to bring up earlier that I forgot to bring up is um, with starting first, I do actually think that the MLB will start first because with the NBA, the, you know, you inherently have guys that are going to be really close contact, uh, you know, with not social distancing themselves at all and staying within six feet apart from each other. Baseball is a little different, uh, especially if they go to robotic umpires and remove the mound visits. That's feasible, and then have the dugouts uh, instead of having players be in a dugout, be in the stands. So I feel like that the MLB could start first because of the inherent distance that the game has. Uh, but to the doubleheaders, yes, it works. Um, it's just going to be very confusing. It's going to be hard to follow, and. I know it can work because uh, we see that all of the time in the JUCO level of baseball. We see it all the time in club baseball. We see it all the time in D3 baseball. Double headers are just a normal thing of baseball up until the MLB and the minor leagues. Yeah, um, I, I, think it, I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see the way the sports leagues respond. They're in a unique position. Uh, we're going to see an NFL virtual draft. It's really going to be our – Probably going to be our first taste of of live sports, so to speak, you could say. Um, and that's coming up in just, what, two weeks almost? Um, so, yeah, it's coming up, what, the 20, uh, was it 23rd, I think, the first night of the draft? I don't, I don't remember, honestly, guys. So it's going to be a couple weeks, I think two weeks from today, maybe when we're recording this is when the NFL draft starts. So it's going to be fun. We're going to follow it as well. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. I do apologize for it being an abbreviated episode, but we recorded this podcast last Thursday night and Friday afternoon. The XFL came out and said that they were not going to get, they're going to suspend all operations and have no plans for a 2021 season. And that's kind of what a bulk of the episode uh, was focused around. So. Uh, we were able to salvage about 10 minutes of it uh, that you guys heard talking about uh, primarily Major League Baseball um, and some other sports uh, with our guest, Dimitri Napoleon. But thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.